Welcome, everybody, to Walking with the Savior podcast. I'm John Kirkman, your host, and I'm with a special friend of mine, Kai Nielsen. Kai's a up-and-coming disciple of Jesus Christ, and I just love him. I met Kai about six months ago, and as he told the story, I was like, man, I got to have Kai share his story on my podcast. So, Kai, tell us some things that you love to do in your life. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm a I'm a big soccer guy, so I played high school soccer. I played a little bit of college soccer. Um, I also just love reading and writing, and I I love I love being around people. Man, I just love surrounding myself with people. So those are some things I love to do. Kai is such a fun guy. He is a total person, people person, uh, and the students loved Kai. So it was a privilege <laughs> to teach with him. As I was talking to Kai over the months, uh, on one occasion, he was telling me a story about anxiety and depression and working with Jesus Christ to overcome those things, obviously with with other strategies as well. But I wanted to, I invited him to come on today to kind of share his journey with anxiety, depression. I feel like it's something that I've struggled with and, and really discovered that I had kind of a battle with it. Um, starting with COVID, uh, during the whole COVID pandemic era, I found myself struggling with some anxiety and depression and had to get some therapy and some counseling and uh, look at things differently in my life. And uh, as I was talking to Kai, he was sharing his story. And so I invited him to come on and share his journey with us. And so Kai, where do you want to start us on this journey? Where did you really see anxiety, depression showing up in your life and lead us on your journey? Yeah, of course. Um, so I think, I think the start, it definitely started in, in high school. And I, I came, I come from parents who, who just had some rough upbringings. And so they had a lot of insecurities themselves. And I think a lot of that got passed on to me, but I remember, especially like we moved from Texas to Colorado when I was about 16 years old. And I think that's when it really started to set in when these things started to happen in my life around that age that just, you know, life starts changing, things start getting more serious. And so my junior and senior year of high school, I struggled a lot with anxiety and depression. Uh, I had trouble making friends. I had trouble um, believing in myself, believing that I could do things. I struggled with a lot of suicidal thoughts, man. Like I just did not feel worthy. I did not feel um, like I deserved to be on the earth, right? And it was, uh, it was a, it was a hard wrestle. And and I, I want to say that like already then, the Savior was a part of this journey. Like this wasn't something that that it was like, oh, I finally came to Him. He was there from the from the get go. When I moved to to Colorado, I had an experience. Um, studying the the scriptures, the word of God, in which I came to know in such a real, real sense and a real way that the Savior loved me. I really felt that personally for me. And so even as I struggled with these, um, this mental health, I knew that the Savior, Savior was there. And that was kind of the thing I held on to. Like this experience I had praying to God in my bedroom after studying some scriptures saying that God's going to walk with me. God's going to be there with me. Jesus is going to be there with me. I, I knew that he was real. So when, when I got serious about when, when those suicidal thoughts really pushed me kind of to the end of my limit, mm. it was that experience with Jesus that always kept me from doing anything that I didn't want to do. Um, and so right from the start, there was that 
that security, that presence of God in my life. But during high school, it was a, it was a real struggle. Didn't have a lot of friends. Um, had trouble being myself. Like I was such a perfectionist, such a people pleaser. Um, never thought I would like, never thought I could measure up to what I needed to measure up with. And it led to a lot of, a lot of weekends just spent in bed, not doing much, just feeling sad. Um, a lot of times where I was a part of a group and didn't even feel present. Like I was just, I was just sitting there and I wasn't doing much. And really just this, like this heaviness, this darkness, and it lasted all all through high school. And I didn't think too much about it. Um, of course, it affected a lot of me, but I wasn't really concerned about um, kind of my life at the time. I didn't realize, I guess, how important it was. And then after high school, I went on a couple mission trips. I went on a mission trip to Brazil and I went on a mission trip to Tennessee. And, you know, on a mission trip, you're out there doing God's work. And even out there doing that, I felt so unworthy in the presence of God. I, and you know, as a high schooler, I wasn't, I, I made mistakes. I, uh, I struggled with, with pornography. I struggled with other things in high school that just made me feel filthy, made me feel dirty. And so out there trying to like tell people about Jesus. Um, and I, I think we hear this a lot. I felt kind of like a hypocrite and that just made me anxious that, and the depression kind of, kind of worsened because I was like, I'm not worthy to do this. Like God doesn't love me. God doesn't care. Um, and I saw that start to bleed into my life when I got home from my mission trip in Tennessee, you know, in my relationships, I started to date, um, was working, thinking about going to school, was trying to prepare to go play college soccer. And as I started to date, I just found myself unable to create connection and relationships with people because I felt I wasn't worthy of love. Mm. I felt I wasn't worthy of care. And there was an experience I had where, um, I was speaking to a friend and they basically, they said to me, um, like, this is like something you can change. Cause I had a, I had a big victim mentality. And then, um, I had that friend say, this is something you can change. And I heard all the time, this is something you can change, trust in the savior. And I didn't believe these people. They would tell me that all the time. And I was like, not me. Like, yeah, maybe other people, but not me. And so for a long time, I, I had kind of this, this anxiety, like I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't fall asleep. Um, so I, I wasn't sleeping very well. I miss work all the time because I was just, I was just depressed. And even if I did go to work, it was just a grind. You know, those eight hours were the worst eight hours of my life. And then I got home and it didn't get much better. And I had this experience. I was actually you know, at the, in the moment it was kind of heartbreaking, but I was dating this girl and she was an amazing girl, just this awesome young lady. And she basically, and during this whole relationship, because of my anxiety and my depression, I relied on her a lot to kind of just like keep me afloat. Like mm -hmm. she was that, that person for me. And at the end of the relationship, she decided to break it off. And she told me in a very gentle and kind way, but kind of pierced me to the heart and was very good for, for the healing process. But she's like, look, like, when you're living like this, like this is like, this isn't something people want to be around, and, you know? And like it, she said it very gently, but it hurt because I was like, I was like, people don't want to be around the anxious and the depressed Kai. And I had this feeling and it's like, and don't get me wrong. Like, like, I think that that was a unique circumstance because we're dating, right? She didn't want to continue a relationship. There's plenty of people 
that wanted me around. Just in in that kind of relationship, I couldn't do it. But that that said something inside of me, and all of a sudden I realized like this is if I want to live the life I want to live, if I want to be who I want to be, I can't keep acting like this anxiety and this depression defines me, that this is who I am. Mm. And so I started seeking out help. I, I, I went to therapists. I talked to my mom, who's a trauma recovery life coach. Um, and I, I started to seek more help. Um, and as I sought these places, I realized they, they had a lot to offer me, but none of it was really fulfilling what I felt like I needed. And so I've finally got to this point where I, I had to decide if I was going to believe in the healing power of Jesus Christ. Mm. Right? We're taught in the scriptures that he can heal us. He can make us whole. Like the New Testament, that's the story, right? Whether it's the woman with the issue of the blood, the woman who committed adultery, um, the disciples on the sea, the Savior is all about making what's chaotic, what's not right, peaceful and whole. Mm. And I had this, I had this moment where I was like, do I believe in that? Like, can I, can I believe in that? And I decided I had to believe in that if I wanted to change. And so I just got down on my knees and I, I asked, I said, Heavenly Father, like, this is the promise in the scriptures. This is thy son. And if, if thou has the power, if thy son has the power, if this is real, heal me, help me heal. And, and from that moment, when I said that prayer, things started to change instantly. It was like, as soon as I chose to believe that Jesus Christ was who he said he was, everything started to change. And it was a battle. It was a battle that lasted probably a year and a half where there was days I I did really well. And I felt like I was on top of the world. I was just living my best life. Anxiety, depression seemed so far away. And then I'd hit two weeks where it was just back in those thoughts. And you know, the thoughts of you're not good enough. You're never going to do it. And you can't even function because those thoughts are just rolling in your head. They're ruminating. And throughout this whole process, I'm talking to people that are helping. I'm reading books outside the scriptures. I'm talking to my mom. I'm, I'm meeting with different therapists, um, ministers, leaders who are helping me. But really what did it was I just dove into the word of God. I read the scriptures and I just looked for for the savior in those scriptures. I looked for what they taught about him. And I, I begged and I pleaded for that healing. And little by little, as I began to change habits and lots of the habits I changed were things I learned from people or books I read that was like, do this, do that. But I don't think I could have changed any of those habits or done any of that without the power of the savior. Like that belief in him Mm -hmm. gave me the strength and gave me the power to change those things. And like now it's that moment where I said that prayer was, was about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been about two and a half years since I got on my knees and said that prayer. And it's just amazing to me how little that anxiety and oppression that affected me for so long from, from when it really started affecting me when I was 15 till 20, 21, that it's just like, it's, it's there. There's still some anxious moments but it's totally controlled. When I get anxious, it's instantly like savior's got me. I don't need to worry. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm able to handle it. And things that would have caused me to spend three or four weeks in my house depressed um, or three or four weeks just like tuned out of the world don't even bother me now. That thing can happen. And I'm just like, it's life. Like my savior has me and nothing's going to stop me from, from achieving 
And that was kind of just like to give you the bare bones that that's what happened is, is when I decided to believe in Jesus Christ, believe in his promises and get down on my knees and ask for his help and seek out help, trusting that he would fulfill the promises, everything changed and it continues to change today. So it's a pretty amazing. Well, and I saw that confidence oozing out of you in the classroom, working with teenagers who you're just a couple steps ahead of, to be honest, you know, and, and you're like, right. you're, but you, you did it with such grace and power and confidence and love. And you love these kids. It's like, it comes from a different place. And I just see it oozing out of you. It comes from Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. right before this, uh, you hopped on, I was thinking about a scripture and man, it lines up with your story. So, well, I was like, man, that was a tender mercy in my life. But the scripture is Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, you know, where he's like, come unto me, ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. That yoke, it sounds like you really tried to take that yoke. For those who don't know, the yoke that it's referring to is the yoke that they would use with like a team of oxen or a team of horses and you you uh, line up the horses right next to each other or the oxen and then you put this bar uh, that kind of locks their heads together, so to speak. And it, and it enables them to push and pull much more than they could individually. So I'm just kind of curious, what, what are your thoughts on that and the yoke? What would you add about the yoke and just your journey yeah, and I I think you know that yoke is um, the commandments, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I heard someone refer to the commandments the other day as the protections, mm-hmm. and I thought that was super neat. Like they they called the commandments they're like the protections of Christ, mm-hmm. um, and like I think a big one for that, and and this was one that was hard for me to hear when I was struggling, and but people would always say when you're struggling go out and serve others. And I always was like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't even get myself out of bed. How do you expect me to go and get someone else out of bed, right? Yeah. And I I think taking that yoke was first like believing that Christ was was teaching truth. And as I started to follow some of those commandments that that helped me get out of bed and then was able to to go out and do little things like going and help someone isn't, isn't a lot, right? You can hold the door open. You can smile at someone. You can say hi. But I realized as, as I just sought to do what Jesus taught me to do, as I took that yoke, right? Cause he's, Jesus is moving in one direction and that's to bring us back to him. That's to help us to become like him. And if we decide to get on that boat with him, he's going to take care of the things that might stop us from that. And so it was cool when I when I decided to, you know, change some things, make my my studies of the scriptures a little more serious, mm. you know, listen to friends a little more deeper, mm. reach out to a friend, um, mm. go go to church and, and listen a little more intently. Mm. As I did these little things, it was like they every every step kind of helped me. I took a step, the Savior took me twelve, right? Oh, and so it's like. And it was just like, it was like unreal. It was like, I take a baby step and he's like, okay, let me pull you. 
a hundred yards and I was like, Whoa. And so like, that's what I felt it was. Right. You, I took these little steps to come closer and the savior's like, let me, let me take a, a monster step for us. So that was a big thing. That makes me so excited. It just, it just like makes me want to go, uh, get on my knees and, uh, pray. And, and it makes me want to get in the scriptures and tell the Lord to take my burden and let's walk together. Yeah. As you look back in this journey, the depression didn't just disappear. It seemed like you talked about it. It was a battle. How did you sense his hand in your life and recognize that he was there all along? As you look back, maybe you see it a little clearer, or what do you think? Yeah, I think it was um, seeing his hand was A, the experience I had these these constant experiences along the way where I would be reading my scriptures or praying and being experienced so clear that God was like, I'm here mm. that when the depression, like when I started that battle, always would bring he would bring back to my mind. Don't forget I was there when this happened. Don't forget oh. I was there when this happened, right? Because when I moved from Colorado to Texas that was an experience unlike any other. We moved because we were really kind of almost forced to move. My dad lost his job. Um, some false publicity was put around um, some things in our lives as a family. And so we kind of left almost forcefully. And I was like, what the? And God was there. And he taught me, look, I'm here. Mm. And then mm. later in life, um, due to some medical conditions, I was withheld from an opportunity. Mm. And... I was like, what the heck? But then I had an experience where God was like, I'm here. Mm. And so as the depression hit, these little experiences, I guess big experiences, little experience, whatever you want to call them, was he was always reminding me I was there. Right. And there's like um, it reminds me there's a scripture in John one at the very end of John one. Um, Jesus is introduced to Nathaniel and Jesus says, I was with you under the fig tree. And Nathaniel says, you're the Lord, you're the savior. Like, I know that. And it was like that. It was like when the hard moments hit, it was as if the savior was standing with me and saying, I was there with you under your fig tree. Um, don't forget that. And so I think that was a big thing. And then the second big thing is he always sent people, always sent people. Um, in, in high school, um, I, met this wonderful young lady who just really supported me and helped me and just pushed me. And that, that kind of kept me afloat my senior year of high school. Um, and I had a basketball coach my senior year of high school who was just a rock star, always looking out for me, always pushing me. Mm -hmm. um, and then on my, on my mission trips, I had ministers that were just there for me and they, they supported me and they helped me. And I had people I worked with that would just um, turn to me and say, I'm so grateful for what you're teaching me about Christ. And I thought, how? Like, cause at the moment I was thinking, I'm not, I'm not worthy of this mm -hmm. and those little moments. And then when I got home, it was sometimes my mom, just an inspired text or uh, a minister coming to my house and being like, Hey, are you doing okay? And it was like, these people were, were God's angels in my life. And so I think those two things, both the, the, the remembrance of the times where Jesus is saying, I'm under your fig tree. And then those angels, those ministers that just showed up and were like, 
we're here and we're representing God. Wow, that that's such a beautiful insight about how the Lord shows up. I really do think the Lord shows up many, many times, maybe most often, I don't know, through other people. Like he really yeah. wants us to care about people and he really wants us to minister to people. And so it's, I find it interesting that he calls his 12 apostles, then he sends them out. Go minister. You go do it. And I love how they portray it in The Chosen, uh, that Christian TV you know, show about the life of Jesus, because they're looking like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and so if, if we become a follower of Christ, I think— you know, it becomes upon us to say, okay, how can I do this? You know, how can I help somebody else? And it's really fascinating. As you look back, you could see moments where he was there and moments where he showed up through the the hands of kind people that he inspired. So yeah. what are, what are your go-to methods to connect with Jesus Christ when you're having a down day? Um, I mean, my go-to, and this is just I think a gift and I think we all have gifts and ways we can connect with Jesus Christ. But mine is the the word of God. Like ever since I was really young, I just loved the scriptures and, um, and I just soak up the words of, of, of the scriptures. And so when I'm, when I'm feeling down, that's probably the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to pray and I'm going to just read those scriptures. Um, and then, you know, and usually that that's enough for me. If I'm if I if I get on my knees, read the scriptures, God's taking care of me. Oh, thank you so much, brother. That is so beautiful. I just love it. And if you're out there listening somewhere and you're feeling like you're in a dark spot, I just want you to know that man, we love you. We love you. And I know Jesus loves you. You really are doing a great job. You're doing better than you think. And so I just encourage people never give up. You're loved. People love you. And you're valuable. You're important. We care about you. And most of all, Jesus cares about you. Your Heavenly Father cares about you. And so, Kai, I just want to thank you so much, man. I felt so much love radiating from you, so much light radiating from you. Your story is so powerful. And really, people need to hear this story and this message. And so I just want to thank you. If, if you're a listener out there and you would love to share your story with us, I would love for you to email me at this is Jesus in my life at gmail.com. This is Jesus in my life at gmail.com. Email me your story. I would love to hear it. Maybe have you on my podcast. I'd also like to give a quick shout out to Gabriel Heaton, Modern Grace Gallery on Etsy, who provided the artwork for this podcast cover. And so wherever you are, I would, I would love for you to like and share this show with somebody. You know, this is just a, a new podcast up and going, but man, I am so excited about sharing people's story, their walk with Jesus with the world. And so please like, subscribe, share this podcast so that we can get the word out that, hey, Jesus is walking with people today all around us. Jesus is walking with us. And I would love more people to share because most of all, it fills our hearts with just happiness. It fills our hearts with joy. I get so much out of listening to people come share their story. So to all the listeners out there, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Look for new episodes each Sunday morning. <laughs>